Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. And welcome back to Overnight America. Someone who we've had on the show multiple times and always a fantastic guest is a local author and historian, Nene Harris, and her latest book is out now called Oldest St. Louis. Thank you so much for coming back on, Nene. What a pleasure it is to be here. Thank you. How's your husband doing, by the way? Uh, he's watching cable news. <laughs> he's in the other room. Probably trying to watch three stations at once. You know my <laughs> husband. You you know. There wasn't a good sporting event on or one that appealed to him right at this moment. So Yes, I, I understand that. Well, the uh, oldest St. Louis, which is, I believe, your 100th book, because, I mean, you have been keeping busy. <laughs> how, how many books have you written now? Uh, six, this is the 16th. Oh, awesome. Congratulations on this one. And we know that this probably would have been harder to complete if you would have tried to research this during COVID time when a lot of the libraries were <laughs> shut down. It was challenging, uh, but I found new vehicles that I hadn't used before to research things. And it's the subject is so it's so enticing um, because pursuing the oldest, whether it's the oldest businesses, restaurants, uh, streetscapes, mm-hmm. parks, these things are the things that make up the fabric of our community life in St. Louis. So mm-hmm. it was getting to pursue the history of just absolutely wonderful, intriguing aspects of, of life here. And the book just came out this month, and you can find it online many different places. Uh, NeneHarris.com, by the way, you can find some links to this book and others. And you're actually going to be doing a book signing this weekend. I should probably mention Hammond's Books is on Cherokee Street. Is that right? That's right. 1939 Cherokee Street. It is a charming bookstore. Absolutely charming. 
That's a good address because I'm sure you know things that have happened in 1939 <laughs> that could bring back <laughs> memories. A so, few, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> so oldest St. Louis, I'm always curious about when you're trying to do research of things that are the oldest because sometimes there's a disagreement on the actual date because when you go back 150-plus years, sometimes the documentation is not always there. Sometimes you're rela- relying on folklore or families are passing down the different uh, stories from generation to generation. Not always the most reliable. So I'm guessing there are some things you started to research that were a little bit difficult to determine truly what was the oldest. Well, it often wasn't, how do I put this? It wasn't that it was so difficult to determine oldest. It was how you define oldest, like the oldest country club. Mm -hmm. I chose Glen Echo with the oldest, being the oldest professional 18-hole country club in St. Louis, established in 1901. It's been on the same site since then. Now, they're older, but they have moved around, are not nine holes. I mean, they're only nine holes, not 18 holes. So, you know, there is some dispute. If you consider a nine-hole country club the same as an 18-hole. So some things there you can dispute in that way. Other things, I was able to find that they were older than we thought or that oh. the people running the businesses thought. Uh, Pikatoski's European-style sausage. Mm-hmm. They... The Pikatoski family has had the business since 1940. They inherited it from a Polish immigrant. Um, his name was Van Zimba. And I was able to find that the business went back earlier than they had any idea it went back to. It was established in 1916. Wow. So, that's cool. and, and Zimba came here as an immigrant in 1900. So he brought these traditions from Poland of the kinds of herbs he used and how he mixed them. And mm. uh, so, in that way, uh, many times I was able to find businesses were older than they thought. In with uh, Walter Noel Florist an amazing florist, I got the business back at least six years earlier than they could confirm, and that I found documents of it existing in 1877, and there are documents that suggest it was around even in 1870. Wow. So... you keep pursuing things and digging through records, and it is amazing what you can find. Just amazing. Um, the documents are here. St. Louis has a remarkable number of archives and wonderful libraries. And part of that is because we were at the place where so many great things began. Um, the Jesuits have their archives for uh, in uh, the western united states here in st louis wow. and they are they have played a fascinating role in the history of mid america and western america wow and 
I wonder, too, when you sit down with some of these different businesses, the ones that are still in business today, like Walter Knoll, and it's so cool to hear things like that. And they also like to track their family tree and their records back to the 1800s, and it's a thing that they take pride in. I wonder with some of the different buildings and businesses, if you encounter people that are either apathetic, they don't really like, it's like, oh, okay, that's cool, but they don't really take pride in it. Or do you sometimes just completely surprise them with something they had no idea about when it came to the location or the, the business themselves? Well, uh, Pikatoskis was surprised. Uh, other businesses were now, uh, I found the the oldest Italian bar on the hill, uh, Milo's, it's always been operated by uh, Italians, and I found it It was owned by Louis Merlot earlier than the people on the hill realized. I found that Louis Merlot, an Italian immigrant, was operating that bar by 1805. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to get it earlier than that. Uh, Anheuser-Busch built the the tavern building in 1905, so there's a little gap in there. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to get Louis Merlot back owning it I or think this operating is it as soon as Anheuser-Busch built it. I, I think it's great. Uh, do you mind holding on after the break? I'd love to talk sure. more about this. Sure. It's a new book by Nene Harris. You can go to her website and do a quick search for Oldest St. Louis. The book is out now. In fact, you can go pick one up. She's got a book signing at Hammond's Books on Cherokee Street coming up this Saturday from 1 until 3. It would be a great opportunity. Get the book signed, things like that. We'll continue our conversation next on Overnight America KMOX. Listening to KMOX has never been easier. Siri, play KMOX. Nene Harris, a local author, a historian here in St. Louis, joins us to talk about her latest book, Oldest St. Louis. You can find her website at NeneHarris.com. She's doing a book signing this Saturday at Hammond's Books, which is neat over on Cherokee Street. I like the way bookstores smell, by the way. You probably do, too. Don't they smell wonderful? (laughs) I know. And... yeah. Uh, there's a bookstore, The Novel Neighbor, that my wife really loves, and you can go in there and buy a candle that smells like a bookstore. <laughs> that is wonderful. That's delightful. <laughs> I'm wondering, in oldest St. Louis, if you start to also look at the buildings around St. Louis and some of the oldest ones still standing. Absolutely. Um, one of the mysteries that can't fully be uh, resolved at this point is the oldest house in the city. Mm. I have a candidate for it, um, and that's in Carondelet at 6717 uh, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Avenue. And uh, the house is made with peg construction. Nails are also used, but you see these huge wooden pegs holding together the sill course with maybe upright logs underneath siding. So we can't really tell what is underneath all the layers of siding, but we can see the wooden pegs. 
The wow. house was owned by um, the son-in-law of the founder of Carondelet, and Carondelet was born. Uh, I mean, uh, Carondelet was founded in 1767. So this house could very well date to the territorial days, maybe even a little earlier. Wow. And I do um, every once in a while, like the that one little bus tour of St. Charles, and they like to point out that one log cabin that was found inside of a house, meaning they had originally a log cabin, and then they just decided to build around it and just leave the original structure in there. So eventually someone decides to do some construction or an addition onto the house, and they find that there's these wood wood log cabin behind the walls that they weren't expecting. So was this building, the one you're describing right now, just out in the open, or was it somehow preserved and hidden, and then they found it? Do you know the history? Um, Well, first of all, it predates our records. I've been trying to piece together whatever I can about who had owned the property and all, but the property ownership is... Uh, kind of vague when we're getting back to the colonial era. Mm-hmm. Um, the house is covered with several layers of siding, mm-hmm. but its shape is uh, its shape is like French style houses. Mm-hmm. It, um, it no one has really studied this, but a couple other people with the Carondelet Historical Society and myself. And we have been in the basement, seen the the log joist that still have the bark on them, seen the wood pegs. We've been in the attic. You can still see where there are um, wood shingles underneath the layers of modern shingle. So there is so much physical evidence to suggest this home again, dates back easily to the territorial era, which ends in 1821. So uh, there could be another home that is just like you describe in in the Crondelet area of South City, particularly. There, This is likely where there will be a room at the center of a house that that room was log. In fact, yeah. just uh, about... A block from this house in 6800 Pennsylvania, there is a house with very thick walls and some irregularly placed windows. And uh, the owner said when it was being renovated years ago, they found that behind all the, the new drywall and then behind the plaster and all were logs. Yeah. <laughs> so th- they're here. They are underneath additions and layers, but 6716 Pennsylvania is a very good candidate for the oldest house. Then the oldest brick house is in North City, and that's the Captain Lewis Bissell Mansion. Um, It's hard to see now because it's right above Highway 70, and it's surrounded by a lot of hedges. But it was built in the late 1820s, a beautiful uh, federal-style brick house that mm-hmm. was very large in its day. And Bissell owned 677 acres of North City, 
um, that he had bought in 1824 and Mm -hmm. built this house on this high ground that he had a beautiful view of the Mississippi. When the Missouri Highway Department was putting in Highway 70, they wanted to tear down the whole hill with the mansion on top of it. And um, the uh, incipient preservation movement kept trying to save the house. And then an engineer with the movement, he came up with the figures and the bids that showed the highway department that it would be cheaper to save the house and build a retaining wall. So then the highway department built a retaining wall instead of tear down the Bissell Mansion. But that is on Randall and North City. I'm wondering when you start to do the research of some of these buildings, and Nene Harris, local author and historian, historian joining us on Overnight America, if you go and knock on a door, are they receptive to tell you about their home? Is, Is that the method that you use in order to learn more about some of these buildings? Sometimes the families have clues, but in recent years, Americans move a whole lot more than they used to. Yeah. So you don't have that continuity in um, neighborhood lore. I used to find 20, 30, 40 years ago that people would tell me the story that was passed down with a house and I could find a seed of truth in it that would lead me to a very good story. Um, but today, you just don't find that near as much. They're they're generally asking me, what do you know about my house? Mm-hmm. Or have you found out anything? Or can you find out anything? Because we don't have people who live in houses for generations uh, like you know, when people when people lived a family, the same family in a house for three generations, you would find the information was passed down from generation yeah. to generation. Oh, and yeah. so there's been a change in history in general. We don't have good oral histories as we had, like when I was in college. For instance, when I was in college in the early 70s, I was walking down a street in Carondelet, and I was admiring this old Romanesque house. And I didn't even realize there was a man sitting on the front porch, and he said to me, Are you looking at that tree? And uh, I said, well, sure, you know, because the tree was in front of the house, so I had to be looking at the tree. And he said, General Grant ran into that tree with his wagon. And I said, oh, oh, good. That's nice. You know, I I no more believed him. You know, this is one of those crazy stories people tell you, and I just went along with it, right? But I started looking into it. And sure enough, he had. When he was <laughs> delivering firewood in Carondelet, he ran into a tree at the entrance to the Blow family property. Mm-hmm. And um, th- this tree was located right around where the entrance to the Blow family property was. Mm-hmm. And um, years later, 
when Grant was president of the United States and at an elegant dinner at the Campbell House, and Henry T. Blow and his wife were at the dinner, Ulysses S. Grant regaled everyone with how we ran into this tree and how Mrs. Blow just tore him to shreds over it and complained and complained about how he had injured this tree. And and there it was. The man was abs- he was speaking the truth. <laughs> mm-hmm. And but you're not going to find that today. It's hard to find people who know what went on five or ten years ago in their neighborhood today. Yeah, isn't that true? Yeah, and you know what you see too. I'm just going to complain for a moment, and this really has nothing to do with you. But I'm just—I <laughs> like to complain for the sake of complaining. And I watch a lot of these home renovation shows mostly because it's—you know—it's—it's kind of like background entertainment where you don't have to be too invested into it, but it's still somewhat entertaining if you're uh, living in a home and you're thinking about doing anything in it. So you'll see these stories, and there's a big difference between this old house versus HGTV, and I'm a this old house, your kind of guy. So they'll go through the story of the house, and they'll talk about, you know, if you're in St. Louis, oh, here's the tree that Grant ran into, and inside over yeah. by this fireplace, T.S. Eliot was here for a, a cocktail party, and, you know, he read a poem here or something like that. And they'll tell all of this story, and this old house will use that as a way to try to tell the story of the home in the way that they're trying to renovate it, because they don't want to mess any of that up. HGTV's right. different. You would tell that story on HGTV, and they would say, oh, here's the tree from Grant. We're just going to knock this down because we need to extend the walkway over a little bit. And then they do a nice little graphic. Like, here's a little what's what it would look like if we were to draw a picture of the tree flying out of the way. And then we'll go inside. And here's that fireplace. We're just going to take that right away because it doesn't help the flow. You know, that's what HGTV does. So I like the preservation and the stories of it. And we're, you're right. I think, if anything, it kind of tells the trend of where we are when we move so much and we don't have any connection with anything it anymore. It's does, just all disposable. Because what connects us with our history you know, and with who we are, how do we know who we are if we don't know what went on in this country before us or in this neighborhood before us? Every time I've seen an old church closed, one of the many tragedies of that is that almost every one of these old churches has a plaque in the church about the young men of the parish or the congregation who served or died in the Second World War or the First World War or wherever, and you think we're losing any knowledge of these men as people who belonged in a church, in a family, in a neighborhood, and what they gave up for our country. And every when we lose a building, we lose part of our soul as as St. Louisans or Americans even. It's it's mm. um it's a tragedy now and I think we're seeing the results of it of not having a sense of who we are as a nation. Right. So let's talk about that a little bit after the break. Do you mind holding on again? Sure. We're going to take a look at the weather, and yeah, spoiler alert, it's still cold. Uh, we'll continue our conversation with local author and historian Nene Harris. Her latest book, which is out now, just came out this month, called Oldest St. Louis. And she's got a book signing over at Hammond's Books on Cherokee Street coming up this Saturday starting at 1. So if you want to pick up a copy of it there and say hi to Nene and maybe share some of your stories of that old house, that'd be great too. This is Overnight America, KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect 
perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. News Radio 1120 KMOX, the voice of the Cardinals. The book is out now called Oldest St. Louis. It just came out a few weeks back, just at the start of the month. And you can find it some of the different online places, but it's better to actually get it in your hands. And you can go meet Nene this weekend at Hammond's Books on Cherokee Street, where she'll be doing a book signing starting at 1 o'clock for a few hours. You mentioned the churches in Oldest St. Louis. Do you cover some of the oldest churches in the area? Well, yes, and the oldest church is not a surprise. It's the old cathedral. Sure. But the thing that surprised me in researching it for this book is we look at the old cathedral today as this charming piece of antiquity in these sprawling grounds underneath this magnificent gateway arch that is so dramatically modern. Mm -hmm. And we just think of it as charming and little. But when this particular church building was constructed on the site of the earlier log buildings, the first there, there were several log buildings and then a brick church that preceded the stone church that is there today. Mm-hmm. When it was built, it was like so big and so impressive in its scale, it dwarfed the the dwellings around it and the commercial operations around it, and it was like a statement about the future and where St. Louis was going in, build, in building 
a new church that was so sophisticated. Mm. Um, but the the site itself has never been anything but a church. You know, wow. that's all that's been on that site since St. Louis was founded in 1764. And that's, that's a pretty, uh, that's a lovely thought. There was a, another, a chapel that has an interesting story that uh, I feature in the book. It's the site of the oldest vigil or oldest prayer vigil in St. Louis. Have you ever visited the Pink Sisters, Ryan? No, I have not. Where's that at? It's in North City. It's almost across the street from O'Fallon Park. And it's it's one of those things you just have to do. It is amazing. The chapel was built, it was dedicated in June of 1928. And since it was dedicated 24 hours a day, night and day, there have been continual prayers going on in that chapel. Really? Isn't that phenomenal? Um, And you think of the changes in the world just right around there where where the the chapel is and yet you go within those doors and it's just as it was in 1928 with these uh, sisters from around the world. They're called the Pink Sisters because they wear pink, rose pink habits. They are beautiful. And um, the chapel itself has all these cherubs at the tops of the columns, and they're just pink tones throughout it, pastels, but the pink dominates. And uh, they are continually praying in that chapel. Wow. It's, it's I... a, yeah, that's a... a different kind of uh, church experience, but that was built thanks to Mrs. Kulagi, who um, her husband was from a German family who made their money in brick, uh, in the brick industry, and her parents had made their money in the milling industry, started out with with nothing but a wheelbarrow and made a fortune, and um, they contributed heavily to Catholic institutions. The backers, that's her maiden name, her family, they, um, in essence, paid for St. Louis University High School over in Oakland, hmm. uh, across I the want, Forest Park. I, um, I, I try to think about, if I have anything that's the oldest in St. Louis, it might be the oldest shoes in St. Louis because I just refuse to buy new shoes. I but, um, gathered that. You've spoken about <laughs> that. Yes, I gathered. <laughs> you, may sure have um, that. you may uh, have I'm the sure oldest people, that are yeah. still being worn. I may have. Yeah, actually. Yeah. And I, now, there I think are museum about, shoes, like, I'm sure, that are older, but... Yeah, I'm sure there's some wooden shoes somewhere here that uh, may be <laughs> up... But I wonder, too, you know, and, and there's always the Guinness Book of World Records style of things that you can look up, you know, oldest of whatever, this or that. I love the historical aspect that you put into Oldest St. Louis. This is much more fun than trying to find just a bunch of novelty things. I love well, it. Well, you realize it, it these things, were, uh, they reflect our history. The oldest um, soul food diner, um, Diner's Delight on Compton, 
the story of that diner is a reflection of the story of the the great migration from the South throughout the early and mid-20th century. And at Diner's Delight, which was uh, founded in 1969 by a couple Mm -hmm. that um, they were uh, both from rural areas who had moved to the big city, and they do home-style country cooking and soul food. Oh. And it's like uh, their busiest day of the week is Sunday, because it's old-fashioned Sunday dinners like many African Americans grew up with who came up from the South or whose families came up from the South. And um, so each one of these stories tells a different part of our ethnic history. Um, uh, Gus's pretzels, my Hmm. goodness, um, they're 100 years old now. Wow. And I found out that the founder uh, of Gus's Pretzels, uh, his mother, and they didn't know this, I found out that his mother, after she was, uh, it it appeared that she was widowed pretty young and uh, had two kids to raise, and she ran a bakery. And that's how this widow supported her children. And then her son was a boiler maker. He is injured on the job and can no longer work in mills and factories and such. So he starts baking pretzels in his basement. And eventually he is on Arsenal there in that old bakery baking pretzels. And now the place has gone on for a hundred years. They're in wow. the fourth, yeah, the fourth generation. But they didn't know about the great grandma having supported her children running a bakery. That's I haven't found, I, I haven't found out yet where where the bakery was that she she ran. But she was managing a bakery as a young woman, um, and in an era when that was. Uh, when it was very hard for young women to have any sort of career. Yeah, I um, actually, we had them scheduled to come in and record and do an episode of The Business of Family Business. So I do that show on Saturdays where we talk to different multiple generation of family owners. And unfortunately, because of the COVID thing, we kept messing up. The timing wasn't right. And then I left for paternity leave for a while. So I know we're going to get them in eventually. And I'm looking forward to having them in because I love learning some of these backstories because then it'll make the interview even more fascinating when I can say something that I learned from you to them. and It'll make (laughs) me sound smarter. That's what's nice about books like this. You can go through and learn about things like the oldest St. Louis. Oldest St. Louis is the book by Nene Harris. And then you go through the book and all of a sudden, you're like the smartest person in the room when you're talking St. Louis. You just you feel that way because you learn and absorb so much from people that have just taken so much time to document all the great things of the city. Do you mind holding on after the break? We can wrap up and uh, talk a little bit more. I'd be delighted. And if you wanted to meet Nini, if you wanted to get a book and you wanted to get it signed or a picture, things like that, she'll be doing a signing this weekend at Hammond's Books. That's on Cherokee Street, 1939 Cherokee Street. And just uh, go by, say hi even if you wanted to. And if you want, just get a nice little whiff of the bookstore. It always smells good when you walk in there. (laughs) We'll continue our conversation with Nini Harris next on Overnight America KMOX. 
This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com on KMOX. You can find her books online on our website, NeneHarris.com. Her latest is called Oldest St. Louis, having a book signing at Hammond's Books on Cherokee Street coming up this Saturday from 1 until 3. And Nene, um, you know what I really appreciate is that you love talking about St. Louis, too, and you're so knowledgeable. So I enjoy learning a thing or two from you. Thank you again for spending this hour with us here tonight. It is my joy to share this city. This city is such a treasure. I, I'm just constantly surprised and awed by it, and awed by the stories of the people here, too. You know, there are just so many heroes. And um, so thank you. I get to, I get to brag about my city. You know, with all the different things that have happened, you know, the tornadoes or fires or floods, and I mean, there's been a lot of things that I'm sure have changed the landscape over the years. Are there certain things that are very difficult to track down because of different changes in St. Louis? Well, they are difficult to track down, but on the other hand, St. Louis has done a phenomenal job of maintaining records. The city, the city keeps the records. Maybe everything isn't digitized. Maybe it isn't all accessible at pressing a button, but the information is there. And it's simply a matter of digging and to keep Hmm. digging. And then we have fabulous libraries St. Louis Public Library is an incredible source of information about St. Louis City, particularly. Um, Oh, can I tell you one of my favorite oldest stories? Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Okay, it's the very first chapter. I had to put it in the beginning of the book. I decided to do the oldest library book in St. Louis, you know. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, I never thought I would find two libraries in St. Louis had books that dated to 1474. No, whoa. Isn't there only 22 years after Gutenberg starts printing his Bibles? Wow, wow. So what books were they? Well, St. Louis Public Library downtown has a history of the world written by a Carthusian, I can't even say this, a Carthusian monk in 1474. It is published, and that book is so gorgeous. It has, it's an illustrated history of the world, and it has woodcuts for uh, illustrations that have been colorized. Wow. Then Missouri Botanical Gardens Library has a book on the benefits of rural life that was published that year that was written by an Italian judge, and it was finished in 1309, and it had been passed around in the form of handwritten manuscripts for over a century before it was printed with new printing presses in the 1470s. And then I found out that Warshoes Medical School Library 
has a book from 1477. Now, how's <laughs> that for odd trivia? That one's in wow. German. Uh-huh. The, the history of um, uh, the world by the monk was, is written in Latin. Um, the, the story of the ad- advantages of, of rural life that has been uh, that was a bestseller in its era, and it was translated eventually into five languages, including Polish. Wow! Now, how's that for bizarre? Okay, there's your bizarre. Yeah. Now, tell um, me what happens when you go into a library requesting that. So, uh, what's the security <laughs> like? Do do they have like a guard, like walk watching you like a hawk around a book like that? What's what happens? Well, uh, books like those are going to be in special collections, mm-hmm. and uh, they will be very carefully hand- handled, and uh, often pages will be turned for you. Right. It's, you probably uh, feel like a uh, queen when they bring it out and they turn the pages for you. Oh, you <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you do. You do. But the other kinds of building records they have, both in the basement of City Hall and at St. Louis Public Library are fabulous. So you can go through assessor's records at City Hall. You can look for building permits at City Hall. Then you go across the street over to the library, and you can find when addresses were given to buildings, which was generally while they were being constructed. Mm -hmm. And that will have information about the building and the lot. And also there they have the old daily records, which it was the legal paper, and you can look up building information in there. Oh, the information here is fabulous. It gets sketchy um, building records before the 1870s, but you can still do assessors and recorders mm-hmm. deeds. Um, when you well, get back to colonial, it gets tough. Oh, I bet. Well, I want to make sure before we go, because we only have about 30 seconds left, if people wanted to meet you, check out the book this weekend, Hammond's Books, 1939 Cherokee Street. When someone comes up to that, I'm guessing uh, it's kind of fun sharing stories in person. So if you've enjoyed this last hour, it would be something that I know you would enjoy to meet Nene Harris in person this weekend at Hammond's Books on Cherokee Street. You can go to NeneHarris.com and find a copy of the book and where to get it there, too. Thank you so much for the last hour. I really enjoyed it. Well, thank you. I've, I've been... I always enjoy talking about our city. Thank you. Oh, I know. You're fantastic. Nene Harris, neneharris.com. You can check her out online. This is Overnight America KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.